0: Hello, and welcome to episode 40 of the Radio Omniglot podcast. Hola, y bienvenido a episodio 40 del podcast de Radio Omniglot. I'm Simon Eger and in this episode I'm talking about Spanish, or Español, o Castellano. Soy Simon Ager, y en este episodio hablo de Español, o Castellano. I'm looking at the history of the language, its current use, its grammar and how I learned it. Examinaré la historia del idioma, su uso actual, su gramática y cómo yo lo aprendí. Spanish is a Romance language, specifically a member of the West Iberian group of Ibero Romance Languages. Now, the Ibero Romance Languages are the languages spoken in the Iberian Peninsula, that is Spain and Portugal, and that descended from Latin, the language of the Romans. Now the Romans started to conquer Iberia in 210 BC. It took them quite a few centuries to complete their conquests of the area and to colonize it, and they brought with them the Latin language. As people in different parts of the empire, learnt Latin, they carried over aspects of their own native languages to the Latin they spoke. So in Iberia, various languages were spoken before the Romans came along, and one of them is still spoken to this day, that is Basque or Euskera, which is spoken in the Basque country, in Bays Vasco, in the northwest of Spain and also in the southwest of France. But the other languages that were spoken back then Uh, have not been spoken for quite a long time. Various Celtic languages were spoken in Iberia, and it's possible that they first emerged there, they first developed there, and they were known as Celtiberian or Celtiberian, I prefer to pronounce it. And there was also the Iberian language, about which we don't know a lot. There are quite a few short inscriptions and texts in Iberian, they had their own alphabet they used between the 6th century BC and about the 1st century AD when it's thought the language was more or less extinct or may have been spoken in some areas for longer than that. But it's not known exactly what kind of language it was, possibly a relative of Basque. So these languages that were spoken in Iberia when the Romans showed up they affected the Latin that the people started to pick up in various ways, in terms of vocabulary and pronunciation, and perhaps in grammar as well, and structured language. Now, there aren't many loanwords from Celtic or languages or from Basque in modern Spanish. There's a few, and there's more loanwords and place names of Basque origin in the Basque region, but outside that there's not many words of Basque origin. And Spain has been conquered by various other people over the years. After the Western Roman Empire collapsed in the mid-5th century, in the winter of um, 465 AD, the River Rhine froze, and there were many Germanic tribes who were keen to uh, invade Gaul, as it was then, which is now France, and other parts of the Roman Empire. And when the river froze, they were able to come over, and the, the Romans couldn't stop them. And they conquered Gaul and Iberia and other places. They included tribes like the Goths and the Vandals and the Burgundians and the Alemanni and the the Franks, of course, who gave their name to France. So these various Germanic-speaking tribes invaded the Western Roman Empire, but they didn't have a huge uh, effect on the languages that were spoken there which were all variants of Latin at the time, more or less. And over time, these languages developed into the modern Romance languages, the languages of the Romans. That's where the word Romance comes from in this context. So in Spain, there were various kingdoms, including Castile, and modern Spanish is sometimes known as Castilian or Castellano, and that's named after the language of Castile, which was the prestigious form of the language and um, from the 8th century specifically 711 AD much of Spain was occupied by Arabic speaking Moors and also Berber speaking Berbers and they had quite an impact on the language and about 8% of modern Spanish vocabulary is, comes from Arabic Now, while the Moors were in charge in much of southern Iberia The northern Christian kingdoms continued to fight against them, and eventually, in 1492, they succeeded in conquering the whole of the Iberian Peninsula. And also at that time, in 1492, of course, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, as the rhyme goes. That is when Spanish-speaking peoples started to colonise the New World, and Spanish spread to other places in the world as well to the Philippines, to Pacific Islands such as Guam and the Marianas Islands and the Micronesia, and also into Africa, into Equatorial Guinea and Western Sahara. From the 18th century in Equatorial Guinea and from the 19th century in Western Sahara, the Royal Spanish Academy was set up in 1713, or La Real Academia Española, their official mission is to ensure the stability of the Spanish language. And when they were founded, their purpose was to fix the voices and vocabularies of the Spanish language for propriety, elegance and purity. That was a very brief overview of the history of Spanish. There's a lot more that could be said, and you can find some links to further information on the Radio Omniglot webpage, that is radio.omniglot.com. You can find notes on this episode and other episodes of this podcast. You can leave your comments there. And if you're feeling very generous you'd like to support the work I do on this podcast and on OmniLot.com, then perhaps you could make a little donation, or even a large one, via Patreon or PayPal. You can find links on that website. Now let's get back to Spanish and look at the grammar of the language. As I said, Spanish is a romance language descended from Latin but grammatically it has changed a lot. It has lost the Latin noun cases, and it has a fairly regular word order, which is similar to French and Italian. It's um subject-verb-object language, SVO, and adjectives generally come after the noun, so you don't say a big house, you say a house big, or una casa grande. There are two genders, masculine and feminine, Most nouns that are masculine end with O, and most nouns that are feminine end with A, but some nouns end with E, and they can be either masculine or feminine. And of course there are exceptions. There are some nouns ending in O, which are feminine, such as la mano, the hand, and some ending in A, which are masculine, such as el poema, the poem. Now, Spanish verbs have many different forms. They conjugate for tense, person, and number. There are quite a few different tenses and various moods, like the subjunctive, which is often used. And there are lots of irregular verbs, which is one of the um, delights of learning Spanish. The most commonly used verbs, like the verb to be and to go and to come and such like, they are highly irregular, so you just have to learn them. Whereas most other verbs follow irregular patterns, Spanish spelling and pronunciation are pretty straightforward. You more or less pronounce things as they are written. There is only one exception, the letter H is not pronounced when it's on its own. That's the only silent letter, whereas everything else is pronounced. There's some variation in how letters are pronounced in different Spanish-speaking regions, and some letters are pronounced differently, for example, between vowels. So the word from nothing, nada, N-A-D-A, has the D becoming a the sound which is a bit like the mutation you get in in Celtic languages so although there are regional variations in how Spanish is spoken in pronunciation and vocabulary and to some extent in grammar um, whatever Spanish you learn or speak you'll be able to understand people from other Spanish speaking countries and regions more or less there may be some words that will be unfamiliar and some pronunciations will take a bit of getting used to sometimes but um, it won't take long before you're tuned in to the local variety of Spanish you're hearing. Oh, another thing, in in some varieties of Spanish, for example in Cuba, S's on the end of words are often not pronounced, so the standard Spanish greeting, buenas dias, in Cuba becomes buena dia. And now it's time for some music. Here is a piece by Fernando Sor, a Spanish composer, played by me on the classical guitar. It's called Moderato in C. have a little look at the current and status of Spanish. According to the most recent figures I could find from 2017, their total number of Spanish speakers is approximately 572 million, and there are about 477 million native speakers. The rest are people who speak it as a second or foreign language. So that makes Spanish the fourth most spoken language in terms of native speakers after English, Mandarin Chinese and Hindi, and the second most spoken language in terms of native speakers after Mandarin. And Spanish is spoken in many, many countries. It is the statutory national language or the de facto national language in over 20 countries, including Mexico, Colombia, Spain, Argentina, Venezuela, Peru, Chile, Ecuador, Guatemala, Cuba, the Dominican Republic, Bolivia, Honduras, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Paraguay, Panama, Uruguay, Puerto Rico, and Equatorial Guinea. And also in Andorra, it is the de facto national working language. It is the de facto provincial language in New Mexico in the USA. And in fact, there are more Spanish speakers in the USA than in any other country apart from Mexico. There are about 128 million Spanish speakers in Mexico and 58 million in the USA. Other countries with uh, quite large populations of Spanish speakers include France with over 6 million, Brazil with over 5 million, UK with over 4 million, Germany and Italy both have over 2 million and Morocco with over 1.5 million. Then there are smaller numbers of Spanish speakers in many, many other countries. It was formerly the official language in the Philippines and over 465,000 people still speak it there. There are also a couple of Spanish-based creoles spoken in the Philippines, and notably in the um, cities of Zamboanga and Cavite known as Cevacano, and over 2 million people speak those. And then there are many, many more people who have learned Spanish as a foreign language. Currently on Duolingo, for example, over 29 million people are learning Spanish. Now, when I started recording this podcast, I looked at Duolingo to see how many people were learning Spanish, and it was 28 million. And by the time I got to recording this bit, it had gone to 29 million so more and more people are learning Spanish it seems and it's far more than any other language on Duolingo. The next most popular language is French with over 17 million and then German with 9 million. And now let me take you back to 1998 when I started learning Spanish. And I'm going to talk a little bit about how I learned Spanish. So back then I was worked for the British Council in Taiwan in Taipei And I had this vague idea that I would like to go travelling in South America, and I thought it would be quite useful to learn some Spanish. So I bought a course called All Audio Spanish, which was on cassette tapes, and as the name suggested, it was all audio. There was a little booklet with some little notes and stuff, but it was all about listening to the lessons, and it, it was quite good. It gave me a basic introduction to Spanish. And since then, I have acquired quite a few other books for learning Spanish, such as uh, Colloquial Spanish, Magical's Magical Key to Spanish, which is a great one for learning Spanish grammar, and more recently, I've been using Girolingo. So I went on a trip to Mexico and Guatemala back in 2005, and explored various Aztec and Mayan sites, and um, I found I could understand and talk to local people without too much difficulty in Spanish. And then the following year, in 2006, I visited Cuba, and my knowledge of Spanish was quite useful there as well. Um I didn't have many in-depth conversations with local people, but it was certainly useful to be able to understand things and to be able to talk basically in Spanish. And then in 2015, I went on a trip to the south of France with Bangor Community Choir and another local choir, and we had a little day trip to Spain while we were there and I spoke a bit of Spanish while I was there and um, soon discovered when well, trying to order food in a restaurant that I didn't have much food vocabulary Um that's the only time I've actually been to Spain uh, before I, I spent a night in an airport hotel at Madrid when I was on the way to no on the way back from Guatemala that was I think because my flight out of Guatemala was delayed, so I missed my connection in Madrid, and had to spend the night in a hotel, and then had to leave very early the next morning. And another time I was on a walking holiday in northern Portugal, and we went to this village, which is half in Spain and half in Portugal, and had a little little trip over to Spain. (laughs) I spent only probably a few minutes there, so that was actually my first time in Spain. And getting back to actually studying Spanish, um, in 2018, I started using Duolingo to um, refresh my Spanish and to learn some more, and I worked my way through all the lessons, and I learned quite a bit from that, and then after I completed the course, I took a break and learned other languages, then I went back to it in 2020, and found out that they added a whole bunch of new lessons to the course, and other material. There's grammar lessons, there's podcasts, there's stories, and all sorts of things. So, actually, the the Spanish course on Duolingo is really good. I'd recommend it. So, I've I've learnt a lot from from Duolingo. I wouldn't say I'm anywhere near fluent in Spanish, because I rarely actually speak it, um, apart from repeating the things I hear. And some of the, the sentences you get on Duolingo are quite bizarre but that makes them memorable so you might not need those specific sentences but the, the you remember them because of the images they give you about owls and um cats and dogs and elephants and whatever doing strange things and that's it's not the specific sentences that matter but it's the structures and the vocabulary around them that matters and that and it helps you learn them when it's memorable like that so i like them and it's fun so now i can speak spanish and understand it and read and write it moderately badly, or moderately well if you prefer, and occasionally listen to things and read things in Spanish, and even occasionally watch Spanish films. And once in a while I'll meet a Spanish-speaking person and actually speak to them in Spanish. I do have a few Spanish-speaking friends, but generally I speak to them in French or Welsh or another language. But yeah, occasionally I do have conversations in Spanish. So have you learnt Spanish, or are you learning it, or thinking of learning it? If you would like to comment about that, or anything else, you can go to radio.omligots.com. I think that's all I have to say for now about Spanish. There's probably plenty more I could say, but that'll do for now. Um, I hope you found this interesting. I've been Simon Ager. This has been the Radio Omligots podcast. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. Gracias por escuchar, y adiós.